Hello and welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and I am here, man, to talk about an album. The 1997 record-breaking album, Come On Over by Shania Twain, produced by Mutt Lang, of course. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons it's record-breaking is because there are 16 songs on the album, and across the world, 12 of them were released as singles. 75% of the album was released as a single. That is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, it's not surprising. All of the songs are very radio playable, very commercially acceptable, um, ones that have just a little thing that'll stick in your head and, and keep that song playing around your brain until it doesn't. And uh, that's a great uh, sign of, of some really good writing, people who know what what people enjoy and how to create it. And, you know, when you're being produced by Mutt Lang, of course, he's going to have a huge influence on the writing and all that. But they know what they're doing at this point. Honestly, it's, it's a very clear 75% of an album being released as a single in different countries. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And as far as I can tell, that remains the record to this day. So 1997, we're, we're getting, you know, like 25 years. That's, that's a long time. Oh my God, 25 years. Did I really just say that? I did. I remember when I first got this album, I was living in Colorado. I was in uh, Littleton, and working, uh, managing operations at a music store. And that was before I moved up to the corporate office in Boulder and started managing operations in the warehouse for the company. But uh, it was a really snowy time out when I got this. And so I remember like running to do the bank deposits and trying to get there before the snow piled up too high. But I would always play this album because it was just, I really wanted to hear it, the different songs. Now, I'm going to be honest, I do not like every song in this album, but I do like the vast majority of them. We're going to go through and talk about them. One of them actually reminds me of Arizona, which I had already visited and had already experienced this place before I heard the album. But when I heard the album, it immediately took me back to that location. And we're going to talk about that when that comes up. But yeah, a ridiculous number. I mean, 12, that just, it just blows my mind. Uh, it's really cool though. You know, good for her. Um, a little bit about the album cover. You know, it's really simple. It's uh, it's Shania. She's running her hands through her hair. She's got the bright red lipstick on. She's very pasty the way that they, uh, you know, ran the filters on it. Her shirt is that sort of, uh, it's kind of a burgundy, I want to say. But, uh, you know, the the yellowish that they put on the, back of her neck or the side of her neck and uh, in a little bit of highlights in her hair really contrasts the back of her hair, which is very dark and the uh, the pasty white. She almost fades into the background in a way. It's done kind of weird, but it doesn't look bad at all. I think it's a great picture of her. I think it's a great representation of this album, you know, kicking off with the first song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. I really feel that sort of empowerment in this picture. So I think it's a great album cover. Um, of course, man, I feel like a woman was one of the the singles, not surprising at all. Uh, it is a great theme, not, you know, you could look at it as a theme for women's empowerment. And I get that, uh, that makes sense because lyrically that's what it's all about. But honestly, even just listening to the song, just taking it musically and listening to her voice as more of an instrument than what she's actually saying, it, it feels empowering anyway. You know, it's just got that feel to it. So it's a great song to start your day with. It's a great song to, you know, if you're about to go into a meeting and you feel like there's going to be some kind of battle or argument or you're going to have to stand your ground or whatever, it's a great song to listen to to get yourself kind of pumped up to take on whatever's about to happen. 
And so uh, let's just check it out. It's it's a fantastic song. You've probably heard it. Even if you didn't know it, you've probably heard it. And here is Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Let's go, girls. Come on. I'm going out tonight. I'm feeling all right. Going to let it all hang out. Want to make some noise. Really raise my voice. Yeah, I want to scream and shout. No inhibitions. Make no conditions. Get a little out of line. Great way to kick off an album. You know, high intensity power. I love it. I love the build on this song. You know, the first section that we just heard, it's good, it's solid. But when the second section kicks in and the bass is there and everything, it just takes it to another level. The chorus is incredibly powerful to this song. It's a great theme. And like I said, uh, you know, you could look at it as a, a theme for women's empowerment. Totally get it. But honestly, it's just a great empowering song overall. So if you can get the femininity out of it uh, for, you know, you guys and just listen to the song as it is, I think that it's very uplifting and uh, a a really good one to just start your day. So, uh, you know, right off the bat, there's a hit. I remember in the I don't know if it was the video or if it was a live performance I happened to see, but her violin player, I don't know who he is, but man, he was just amazing you know, very energetic, dancing around the stage playing. I've never seen anybody happier to play an instrument in my life, except for maybe that Korean drummer. If you go to um, YouTube and look for Korean drummer steals the show, that guy's pretty happy. And uh, I really love watching him play because he is just so, he just has so much fun. It doesn't even matter whether he's off the beat or not. He is just loving living in that moment. And, uh, but, but the violinist is very, very talented, but visually uh, very expressive. So somebody great to have on your stage if you're going to do, you know, a big show like Shania does. And I have not seen her live. She has a residency here. Uh, I, I don't know if she's here right now or not. But um, yeah, definitely a a fantastic artist, great performer, and she really does command the stage. But she's got a great band with her to to really make that work. Um, Our next song is called, called, it's called I'm Holding On to Love to Save My Life. And this was another single. I'm going to be saying that a lot. I mean, 75%, you're going to hear that a lot. Another really powerful one, a great follow-up to the first track. I love the uh, the switch-off between the toms and the hi-hats in this song. 
it's very interesting where they choose to do it during the verse and then in the chorus. I think it adds a, a real amount of power to the song for sure. Um, backing vocals and everything sound great, of course. Very passionate vocal on every one of these songs from Shania. I, I don't think she could have done anything better uh, as far as her singing performance. The stuff that gets me is like, there's so much of this on this album, like kick it and let's go girls. And those just little phrases at the beginning, that kind of, you know, if it was one or two songs, okay, but there, I, I just feel like there's a lot of this on this, on this album. Maybe it's my memory. I haven't heard this in a while. So we'll find out as we get to each song, but already two songs in two little catchphrases um, probably wasn't necessary on the second song. And it's great for the first one because that goes with the whole theme. This is just gratuitous. So completely unnecessary. Um, but the the drums, especially on this song, are, are what really grips me. The guitars are great. Uh, nice steel work on this one, too. Love the brushing technique uh, for the drummer here. It's, it's a weird album in terms of where you would place it, because it's kind of country, but it's kind of pop also. It's like pop with a country theme, I would say, more than anything. But that's kind of the era. We've gone away from, you know, the the old depressing country of you know, how I've lost everything and I just want to get the girl back and I failed my wife and we lost the farm and all that kind of stuff. And we've really moved into a completely different era of country music. And I used to play in a country band where we played that old stuff from the 50s and the 60s. And we did a few modern tunes, but uh, a lot of the stuff was back from from those days. So I know about that kind of music. And uh, man, it's it's a completely different country world nowadays. It's it's very much crossed over with pop and and you know, even some rock, I would say. Like, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, I want to say is is almost a rock tune. It's got the distorted guitar. You know, it doesn't have a Hammond or anything, but you don't need to have a Hammond for it to be a rock and roll song. I would say it's probably closer to rock than pop. This one, I feel, is more pop-ish, you know. But either way, either side of the line, it's not what we used to know as country music. It's crossed over into a new uh, version of a modern country, I would say. Um, but this is a good song. You know, it's it's again, it's really catchy and it's got a good feel to it. It's real positive. It's it's that image of, you know, I'm I'm going to hold out because this is what I need in my life and I, it's, it's going to happen. And I like that. You know, um, if you're not a, a realist, this really works for you. If you're a realist, you're like, well, you know what? Maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe it is. I'll find out. And there's a lot more skepticism in it if you're just a dreamer you know, or somebody who just wants this so bad, and that's what your main focus is, then this is a song more for you, I would say. Um, that gets us to, shockingly, the first song on the album that did not get released as a single. Oh, wait, no, it did. <laughs> Love gets me every time. Hmm. Discovered. 
this song I really don't care for that much. Um, when I do have the CD in the car, I usually skip it. Or you know, if it's on my iPod, I usually skip it or remove it from the iPod after I upload the album. It's just not one that ever has really done anything to me. Lyrically, it um, it's, it's kind of cheesy. I just don't like the chorus. And if you don't like the hook or the chorus of the song, then it's probably not going to work for you. I think there's some nice things in it. I really like the violins. The guitars sound great. Drums are nice and big in this song. Um, lots of room in it in the mix. Um, and this album is mixed incredibly well, of course. I mean, again, you've got Mutt Lang, so it's going to get into a good studio. It's going to be done right in the production end. So no question there at all. Um, but yeah, this song just, you know, it's it's a throwaway song to me. And yeah, it did get released as a single. I'm sure it did well. But for me, the song just, ugh, you know, never really did anything for me. Um, that brings us to our next song, which is called Don't Be Stupid. You Know I Love You. Another single release. So we're four for four so far. Yeah, so this is another one that um, I don't really care for. The The chorus, again, is just kind of, um, I don't know, it's just kind of silly to me. It starts off, you know, nice. Like, I really love the violins on this song, though. I think they're really cool. They're maybe overplayed, though, a little bit. There's just, that part repeats a few too many times. It culminates really nicely, though, towards the end of the song. It's It's a great build throughout the song. So musically, it's not too bad. It's not incredibly exciting, to be honest. But it's not a bad song musically. It's really the lyrical side of things that I, I don't care for. And it's a little bit repetitive musically. But, um, you know, starting off with her going cool. So there's three out of the four songs now where we have to have a little little uh, word at the beginning. And uh, for some reason, though, when I hear this, when I think, I just imagine her sitting in the studio trying to figure out how that's going to sound good, right? So, you know, she's going cool, 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 cool. And just trying out different things. And I think about, that always reminds me of um, uh, Die Hard 2. Robert Patrick had a small part in Die Hard 2. He was one of the bad guys. And this is before he was Terminator 2, Robert Patrick. Okay. And um, he had three lo- three words that he had to say. And uh, one of the, you know, the, the guys from the military unit uh, said, hey, what do I look like to you? And he goes, a sitting duck. That's all he had to say, a sitting duck. And I imagined him sitting in his hotel room with the script, maybe walking back and forth, going, a sitting duck, a sitting duck, a sitting duck, a sitting duck, a sitting duck. You know, just trying out all different ways to make those three words pop as much as possible. And, you know, with with little openings like these, I just feel like they're so cheesy. They're so contrived. You know, they don't feel very natural to me. When when you get to the end of the song and the singer's kind of riffing and, you know, just talking about whatever they're feeling in that moment as they hear the music, as they're surrounded by the sound and they're just in it and whatever comes out, comes out. That is real to me. You know, that kind of riffing is real. This kind of stuff at the beginning of the song, it's like you wrote down cool. 
So now I got to stay cool because that's going to sell and people will dig it. I, I don't know. That that just bugs me. That's the kind of thing that will, it doesn't necessarily ruin the song for me because it's at the beginning and I'll get past it fairly quickly. But, you know, a whole album full of it or even, you know, three out of four songs so far, that's pretty annoying. So sorry, Shania, I don't care for that part. The rest of the song, I mean, yeah, like I said, it just, it doesn't excite me in any way, shape or form. Um, it's probably very truthful lyrically. You know, there's a lot of that just, you know, ignorance of, you know, does she, I don't think she likes me. And yes, of course she likes you. You know, that kind of thing. But I don't know, the, the song just never really grew on me. Uh, this next one, however, from this moment on, which uh, I think... I don't know if it was that or You Got Away, which was the first one that I heard. But this was one of the first ones I heard. I think this might be the one that made me go, you know, I want to get I want to check out this album. And so uh, here it is from this moment on. From this moment, life has begun. From this moment, you are the one right beside you. Is where I belong from this moment on. From this moment, I have been blessed. I live only for your happiness and for your. Now, this one was co written by Brian White and Shania Twain. And he also sings it with her. There was also a solo version uh, that she recorded and released as well. I want to say, I can't remember now. I think I might have heard it. I remember something that had like a little bit of a dance beat to it. Um, that might not be the solo version. That might have been somebody else that did that with uh, with her music. But um, I want to say there was one dance version of it um, that was kind of dumb. I, I'm not really a fan of that that style of music at all. Like putting a dance beat to everything, it just doesn't work for everything. Um, but in any case, this one, uh, it's a very beautiful song. It's a lovely ballad, very romantic. Where you're hearing me start the song is actually about a minute or so in. There's a very long intro. She does do a little bit of talk singing at the beginning of it, but I think it really works for this song. It's not like a, you know, some throwaway phrase like we've heard on the other songs that I've talked about, but uh, it's a very beautiful ballad. It's hard not to just you know, get your heart all warm when you hear this. You just feel the love in this song. It's so beautifully performed that you really feel like these two are meant to be together, like it's husband and wife that are, are singing it together. And it isn't. Um, but that's the beauty of uh, having a couple of really good performers working on a very well-written song. And uh, yeah, this was one that, that I heard on the radio a lot in the warehouse. And um, yeah, really, really liked it. Uh, great song. Definitely just a great song. It's probably one you're familiar with if you, you know, were listening to the radio in 97 or it probably still gets a lot of play. I don't really listen to the radio now, so I don't know what's what's out there, but uh, definitely one worth listening to. It's a very romantic, very romantic piece of music. Um, our next tune, number six, is also uh, a single release. Boy, all of them so far. Uh, and it's it, the uh, title track of the album, Come On Over. Get alive, 
get away somewhere, take a trip, take a break, take control, take advice from someone you know. I really like this song. Uh, it's just got a wonderful kind of island feel to it. You know, a great, almost a reggae kind of beat. Love that little bit of Latin percussion at the beginning is kind of a teaser. Uh, going right into that snare roll, that was really nice, actually. I, I've always enjoyed that. Uh, but just just has that great offbeat guitar feeling. And uh, yeah, it just, it just kind of makes me want to grab like a tropical drink and go sunbathing or something, which I have never once done in my life. Um, really no desire to do that, but it, it just makes you want to do, uh, you know, something islandy, go sit by the water or something. And, uh, it's got a great feel to it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good song. I've enjoyed it many, many times. And it's a great vocal. Um, the chorus is just so inviting, you know, it's, it would be a great ad for a hotel if they did something with that chorus, you know, come on over, come on in. And it's all about just just letting the the day drip off of you and just relax and enjoy life. It's a great theme, isn't it? I mean, we should all do a little bit more of that. Um, although there's probably people that do too much of that, but, you know, to each his own. Uh, a great theme, though. I love the feel of the song. It's very unique to the rest of the album, and um, but, it, but it still fits in. You know, it's amazing. There's a lot of different styles on this album, but as an album, it still feels very cohesive, which is kind of strange. You know, it should, there's, there are songs that should feel like they don't fit, but they all seem to, at least for me. Um, that brings us to our next song, which is called When? Another single, that's seven in a row. dreamer to realist. <laughs> this is a, this is great. It takes all those little phrases and cliches and things and, and just says how ridiculous they are. Like the cow didn't really jump over the moon, that sort of thing. I, I like that. But of course, it always comes back to being a love song. And this is, hey, we've broken up. And I don't think that you're going to come back unless that stuff starts happening. So unless all these cliches start becoming a reality, which they never will, that's why they're phrases in the first place. Uh, you're not coming back. You know, pigs aren't going to be flying. John's not coming back with the Beatles and you're not coming back. And that's the, the basic, uh, lyrical side of the song. But I, I love the sound of it. I love the, the chorus. I love how she drags out some of the words and really puts some passion in them. It's uh, a great lyrical song. I think one of her best performances on the album, to be honest, uh, she's, this really shows off what a great and smooth singer she actually is. And I, I would say more so than some of the other ones. 
but it's uh, it's a it's a good song. Yeah, another high energy one, even if it's you know uh, done out of frustration or hurt or whatever it might be. But I think we've all been there. You know, we've we've lost someone or something that we know isn't coming back, no matter how much we pine for it. And you know, there's that time when we have to admit to ourselves, you know what, guys, it's done, it's over. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to go back to the way it was yesterday. Time to just pick yourself up, dust off, and move on to tomorrow. And uh, this is a you know good reminder that we need to do that sometimes. So good song. I'm not surprised that this one made it as a single, but I love the overall sound. It feels a little bit lower, a little bit darker than some of the rest of the songs, just the way that she sings it in a bit lower of a register during the verse and the chorus, especially. I've always loved the chorus. It just has a really good sound to it overall. And um, yeah, I don't think it's like the rest of the album. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a unique song, but again, it just, it fits in so well. Um, pretty amazing. So our next song is called Whatever You Do, Don't. <laughs> and this one is the first one that we're hitting that is not a single. It took us to song number eight. That would be what side, uh, either the end of side one or early side two. And you know, most of these songs are short. There's only, I think, one song that's over four minutes and that's almost uh, five. No, there's there's three. Um, but this one's almost five minutes from this moment on was the longest one. And of course, that's the, you know, the ballad duet. Uh, but most of the songs are under four minutes. And if you're going to put 16 songs on an album, you really kind of need that to happen unless you're going to do a double album, which I think her follow-up was a double album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but in any case, we have, uh, this would be around the end of side one or beginning of side two, I would say. Um, probably a better song to end side one with, I would say. But anyway, here it is. Whatever you do, don't. This honestly is a song I could take or leave. Um, it's okay, but it really feels more like filler to me. And it's not surprising that it wasn't released. Uh, it's it's okay. You know, it's got some good parts. I like the verse where it's just bass and drums and vocals. That's kind of nice. There's some nice fill-ins from the guitars. Uh, the violins are good. Musically, it's it's decent. But again, there's just nothing that really excites me about this song. And I, I honestly feel like this album could have been 12 songs or 13 songs and, and been just fine and, you know, cramming it full with uh, everything they came up with. And maybe they came up with even more. I don't know. But it, I don't know. There's just too many songs on this album. And for there to already be three that I'm kind of like, meh, <laughs> we're only, you know, what, uh, eight in. That's uh, that's a pretty high ratio. But overall, I still like the album. 
um, we're, we're pretty much, you know, there's only a couple, one or two more songs, I think that I don't really care for, but this one, you know, I, I could see how it would be catchy to people. It's got a good beat. It's got a good groove. The violins are nice, but yeah, it's, it's just another one where there's no real hook for me. There's nothing that stands out as, wow, I really liked that part. Uh, baseline's pretty good though. I would listen to that <laughs> and probably just that. Uh, so let's just move on. Uh, you know, I'm not big on dwelling on things I don't like. I'm I'm more excited to talk about things I do like. And let's see where the next one takes her. This next song is called If You Want to Touch Her, Ask. And was not a single. That has never worked for me, ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, you know, I, but it's, 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 this is stuff that should be basic common sense. You know, if you just treat people right, then they'll like you. You'll get somewhere with them as, as a friendship or a person, or maybe it'll lead to something romantic. Who knows? But you, you've got to just be a decent person. You know, unfortunately, that is also not true. There are plenty of people that are jerks and they seem to get uh, places with women that nice guys don't. I, I don't get that. Uh, I guess maybe in youth it makes sense, but as we get older, it makes less sense. You know, um, seems like you'd want something that's, you know, more stable, more loving, caring, somebody that you can have conversations with, have, you know, long days with, and and as opposed to like the bad boy, that's going to fizzle out at some point. Um, I don't know. I've never really understood relationships, so I'm probably the worst person to be speaking on that topic, but I'm really talking more about the song and the point of the song. Uh, you know, musically, it's all right. Um, again, nothing special. It's one of those that I feel like would, would just play really good in a bar. You know, it's, it's got a nice bluesy groove to it. And, uh, I think it would play well there as, you know, like a big stage. I can't really see it. Um, yeah, I can't really see it being played on like a big stage. And that's probably why it wasn't released as a single is just doesn't have that chart topping quality. Again, it's more album filler, I think, than anything else. So, um, you know, but give it a shot. Just ask, hey, can I touch you? Most likely you're going to get slapped. So that moves us on to uh, one of the really big hits from this album. Um, another one that I think was one of the ones I heard before I got it. In fact, I, I'm positive. It was 
this might have been the one. It was either this one or um, from this moment on that made me buy it. I want to say it was probably You're Still the One. And here it is. You're Still the One. When I first saw you, I saw love. And the first time you touched me, I felt love. And after all this time, you're still the one I love. not going to get that with a bad boy, are you? Probably not. But see, that's that's what I'm talking about. That is what I would think that people would want is that kind of substance to be able to just look in someone eye, someone's eyes and know that they're giving you back that same love that you're giving them. I don't get the, oh my God, he rides a motorcycle. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But in any case, this is a beautiful song. Another one that just, it's it's like a fireplace for your heart, right? It just warms you right up. It makes you feel that that warmth. It's like when you hear a Christmas song and it, it just takes you right into whatever your memories of Christmas are. This is that for love. You know, it's a very powerful, it's beautifully done. I'm really glad that the drummer used brushes on this one instead of uh, sticks. I think it just allows you to do so much more for a song like this. Very, very well done. And, you know, the end of it is, it just ends on such a, a warm, romantic note that it just makes you want to find somebody to be with. And a very powerful, very powerful song. I could see why this was such a huge hit. And now that I'm thinking about it, this was the one. So here's how I found this album. Um, I remember I was searching for, it was, the song Still the One got into my head, but it was more of a rock song or, you know, a a poppy song sung by men. And I was trying to figure out who did it. And I did some internet searches and this song came up and I listened to it and I really liked it. And then I started hearing on the radio. That's why I got the album. There's the story. So we got to the bottom of that. Mystery solved. And um, so the other song was by Orleans. Great song. More upbeat. uh, Kind of a different side of of romance. More like an upbeat, happy, we're going to dance and sing about our romance instead of this. Let's sit by the fire and look into each other's eyes and sip wine and just be in this moment together, which uh, both are great. I, I think both songs are great. Both ideas of that kind of intimacy. I think are great. So um, yeah, have at it. So great song. Uh, our next song, and that of course was uh, was a huge single. And I did hear that on the radio a lot after I got to know the song. Maybe it, it had been on and I just dismissed it. But 
um, once I heard the song and knew it, um, I sort of seemed to hear it on the radio quite a bit. Uh, our next song was also released as a single, and it is called Honey, I'm Home. this song it's fantastic uh it's it's a good role reversal theme to a lot of country songs which are you know the men out in the fields and the women tend to the children and that kind of theme you know we've changed so much as a society and uh you know even in in the times like in the 80s when it became prominent that women were more in the workplace and things were really starting to shift uh i love this idea because i feel like he in this story he doesn't work like he stays home and tends to the house and she goes out and does the work and earns the money and he and comes home and she's like, hey, you need to make me feel better because I'm the breadwinner and, uh, you know, you need to make me happy. So I'll go out tomorrow and win some more bread. I dig that. I totally dig that. Um, yeah, it, it's a cool song. I really like it musically, too. It's very much like, uh, man, I feel like a woman. It's great in the beginning except for that little line from her. You know, of course, another song got to have that. But What's really cool is it's nice and powerful, and then the bass comes in, just like in Man, I Feel Like a Woman. It doesn't come in for a little bit, but once it does, it just adds a huge amount of depth to the song, and it's two notes. Bum, bum. That's it. That's it. But yet it changes the whole dynamic of it. I really dig this song. I like the the tempo in the chorus going up. I think that's fun. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a great song. I love the story of it. I love the role reversal from that expected man goes out and earns the money. Woman tends to the house kind of thing. And God, we've come so far as a society, haven't we? It's better than it was anyway. And, um, yeah, great song. So that's one that I definitely, uh, enjoyed and, and not surprised that was released as a single. Cause it's very, very catchy. Um, our next song is called that don't impress me much. But you've got being right down to an art You think you're a genius, you drive me up the wall You're a regular original, I know it all Okay, so you're a rocket scientist That don't impress me much 
Yeah, that doesn't impress me. This is another song that I uh, don't really care for all that much. You know, it's kind of catchy. I do like the intro. Uh, whenever I hear it, I think for some reason my iPod has switched to Rock of Ages by Def Leppard. Got a very similar percussion opening. Uh, and I love a cowbell. I love a good cowbell. You don't hear them that much anymore. And um, always nice to add a cowbell to a song now and then. But, uh, you know, it's a decent song. I could see why it got released and why it got radio play. It's, it's cute. You know, it's got those comedic little lines in it like, so you're Brad Pitt. You know, that kind of stuff um, doesn't really do it for me, though, I have to say. And even musically, again, it's, it, it's not exciting, you know, to me. It, there's really nothing about it that makes me go, okay, that part was really good or, or that's catchy or whatever. Um, just, uh, just another song I would skip on the album. Um, but plenty of people liked it because it was a pretty big hit for her. And I, I know that it was, I think it was used in a commercial or something. I can't remember now, but I remember it being used in something and thinking, wow, like I get why they used it, but it's such a cheesy song. Um, just my, uh, just my opinion. And, uh, as we're rounding into the last quarter of the album, this next song, uh, does not look like it was released as a single. It is called Black Eyes, Blue Tears. another one where I'm kind of like, yeah, nothing really too exciting about it. I really do like the guitar and bass line that, uh, that come in. And again, this is another song where they held the bass back until they did the first repeat. And then the bass comes in to make it sound a little bit stronger. But, um, yeah, for the most part, this song is another one that really doesn't do anything for me though. I do like the story of it. It's another, to me, what I get out of it. It's, you know, I'm not putting up with him treating me bad. I don't need to stay here and deal with this. Another great, uh, woman's empowerment theme. I really like that. Uh, but apart from that, again, the song just doesn't really have anything that, that excites me too much, except I really do like that guitar and bass line right there. It's kind of a spy hunter feel to it, you know? Um, but yeah, another, uh, album filler track, not surprised that that did not get released. The one I am surprised didn't get released is, uh, probably my favorite song on the album. And it is called, I won't leave you lonely.
Oh yeah, that accordion, the the guitars playing the way they are, the bass, everything. It's just a beautifully put together song. It has such a beautiful, warm, romantic mood to it. And so here's here's the story. I went to I think it was the first time I visited Arizona, or it might have been the second time. I think it was the first though. Uh, my brothers took me to a place called the Ganey Ranch, and we went through their little garden. They have all these like they have a, a beautiful garden area in the back. They have these um, little hot tubs that are just like little, you know, squares in uh, They're like for one or two people. And they're all over the place. They have a bunch of them and uh, there's cement walkways and stuff there. And then they have like a big, uh, you know, open area. Um, But it's just a very elegant place. I could see that being wonderful for like a romantic getaway. And um, that is what I picture when I hear the song. It just reminds me of that. And there's just flowers everywhere. It's got a wonderful flowery scent to it. Um, just a really beautiful place. And so that's, you know, kind of what I associate with this song. But it's another one, much like Come On Over, that has a little bit of a, a, you know, a tropical feel to it, but it's very romantic, you know, and um, I could could see that being in a movie. I don't know if it ever was licensed, but it wasn't released as a single, which, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I think it's a very beautiful song. I think it's better than some of the other ones that they released as singles, but that's just my opinion. And, uh, you know, I shouldn't question Mutt Lang, right? He knows what he's doing. <laughs> or does he? But in this case, uh, it's a beautiful song. One that uh, is sometimes I, I'll get the album out just to listen to this song because I think it's just uh, absolutely beautiful. And, and another one that just warms me up inside. The idea of, you know, that kind of love is pretty amazing. So uh, that's one that, uh, you know, I would check that out if you don't already know it. And now we're going to get to the next song. This one was released as a single. It is called Rock This Country. I woke up this morning with a buzz rolling round in my brain. I haven't been drinking, but it feels pretty good just the same. It must be contagious. It looks like it's going. Okay, full disclosure, I hate this song. And I'll tell you why. If you guys have been listening to me for a while or uh, have listened to my other show, Uriah Heap, The Magician's Podcast, I've talked about this on on that show a couple of times. I hate this theme for a song. We're going to rock the country. We're going to, you know, we're going to rock and roll all over you. And that kind of stuff It's so cheesy to me. It was cheesy when it started. It's always been cheesy. Uh, rock and roll all night, uh, cheesy. What does that even mean? It, it just, you know, it's just silly. And right off the bat, I hate the premise of the song. Musically, um, again, there's really nothing in this song that excites me. It's, I mean, it's well put together, I guess, but it just doesn't do anything for me. To me, it's just another filler track. It's one where they're trying to go, hey, we can get an audience if we use this rock and roll theme. You know, people will get behind that. It's like if you go, you know, hey, uh, uh, put America in your song or put rock and roll in your song and people are going to dig it. 
for me, it just doesn't work. It's a gimmick. I don't really care for it. And I probably never will. I, I don't think I can get past how cheesy and ridiculous it is. But even musically, it's like there's nothing really great in the song. They did the same trick again, delaying the bass uh, till the repeat. Um, and But it wasn't even that dramatic or exciting on this song. So I don't know, kind of a, another throwaway album track to me. But this was released, but then 75% of it was. So not surprising. Um, our last song on the album, it really kind of ends on a, a really mellow note for how, how heavy it started with Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Our last one is a ballad called You've Got Away. Not you've got away, like you've gotten away, like I tried to kidnap you and you got away. You've got a way. No white, rickety, windowless vans were hurt in the making of this song. This is an absolutely beautiful song to end the album with. Very passionate. Uh, another just fantastic performance from Shania. And it's not even really using her potential. It doesn't need to. It just needs to stay in that emotional level. And she is a master of that on this album. It's it's really amazing. You know, as much as I love this album, when her next album came out, I remember I listened to it and I thought, eh, it just didn't, it didn't strike me as much as this one. This was really a magical album for me. But what a beautiful way to finish off an album. This is another song that got tons and tons of radio play. And it should have, you know, it, it very well should have because it's a beautiful song. It's one of those songs that should make people just stop and go, you know, all the things that stress me out just aren't that important. This is how I want to feel all the time, all the time. And just start letting go of all the other stupid shit that we hang on to that drives us nuts and ruins our day, like our hair being flat. I actually had that happen when I had hair, so I get it. But beautiful, beautiful sentiment, a uh, great way to end an album. It, it kind of, the way that it ends, it leaves you longing for a little bit more, right? So it just makes you want to start the album over again and, and kick back into Man, I Feel Like a Woman, which is a great, great idea. You know, when you're releasing an album, you want the end of it to make the listener want to listen to it again. And I think that they did an absolutely beautiful job on this song, making that happen, making something really passionate. There's so much of that on this album. Despite all the songs that I didn't like, I feel like I still like a majority of the album. And there's just some beautiful moments on it. So I hope that if you guys aren't familiar with this album, you've liked maybe some of the stuff that you've heard. Maybe you like some of the stuff I didn't like. That's fine because music is so individual, you know? I can only say what I like and don't like. I can put in little production points and stuff. But it's really up to you. You know, you guys enjoy what you enjoy. If you hear something and you enjoy it, then pursue it. Listen to it. Uh, I think there's got to be something on this album that you like. Even if you just get a single song, uh, there's probably something that, that, you know, there has to be. There's so much variety on this album. There has to be something that you like. So lots of romance, lots of empowerment. Great album. Exactly an album that we needed to hear and that she needed to make. 
So well done, Shania and Mutt. Great musicians on this album, no doubt about that. The performances are top-notch. Great engineering, great recording, uh, just everything, you know, all of those hits. I just didn't like some of the songs. But apart from that, excellent album. So that's going to do it for this week, guys. I know this is a little bit longer of a show than normal, but God, it's 16 songs. There's a lot to talk about here. So I hope that you have enjoyed it. Check out the album, Come On Over by Shania Twain. You guys have a great week and we'll talk again soon. Cheers. Cheers.